So we all know by now, Syracuse starts the 2022 season with an ACC opponent. Does that make it a must win? It's locked on Syracuse right now. Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Happy Thursday. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So we look at Syracuse. We look at the schedule that they have to deal with this year. And we've talked about it in the past. There is a slate uh, that was crafted by Satan himself, made to put Syracuse through the ringer, uh, coming off the bye week. NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh. And you play them back to back to back to back. Because of how difficult that slate is, you sort of look to the weeks leading up to that game with a little bit more of you know, a magnifying glass up to them, looking at a little bit more in depth at those opportunities for wins just because of how difficult that four-game stretch is. You open up the season, you'd hope, with a gimme, right? Give me an Ohio. Give me a, oh, a Central Connecticut State. Give me that, that sort of walkthrough early season week one game to, to fill some questions out, to, to test a few things, to you know get some of the kinks ironed out. You don't get that opportunity this year. You start with a pretty good Louisville squad with an ACC game in week one with no time to mess around. That game is, what, eight, nine days away at this point? Matt, we talked about it a little bit before we hopped on, and I hate to give game one of a season must-win credibility, but is Syracuse-Louisville in the Dome on September 3rd a must-win game for Syracuse to open up the 2022 year? I think it absolutely is. Syracuse, like you said, is playing a gauntlet uh, this season in terms of schedule. There are plenty of ranked opponents. That's partly because the ACC is having one of its best years in recent memory. Uh, But they also have a crazy stretch right in the middle of it where they're home against number 13 NC State at number four Clemson the next week, then back home at number five with number five Notre Dame, then at number 17 Pittsburgh. So. With a stretch like that, I think most people out there say there's not a win in that four-game stretch. Uh, When you have that kind of stretch in your um, schedule, you've got to win the early ones, and you've got to win the ones against non-ranked opponents, which is exactly what Louisville is. Louisville, a pretty darn good team. Malik Cunningham is a really, really good quarterback, but they're not ranked, and I don't think they're close to being ranked right now. So Syracuse has a chance to pull off an upset, and if they're going to win or make an appearance in a bowl game this season, they're going to have to pull off a couple of upsets. Louisville's an option for that. Purdue's a little bit more difficult of an option. Maybe Virginia slides in there, but you're also looking at Florida State at home down the later part of the schedule, senior day, uh, and then maybe at Boston College. 
Those are really your options there. But if you're going to get to that six-win mark, which Dino Babers looks like he really needs, or maybe not with that $10 million figure that we all heard about in terms of a buyout, they're going to need a win against Louisville in week one. And this is also the kind of story uh, that comes out of a bit of an upset because Syracuse, like we all know and are reminded of by people like me, have not scored more than a combined three points against the Cardinals in two seasons. Last year, 41 to three at Louisville. Again, at Louisville in 2020, 30 zip. You're playing against the fans, or you're, you're, the, the new fans are going to, to see Syracuse football for the first time uh, against Louisville in the Dome. Do you remember your first football game in the Dome? I do. Uh, well, it? not specifically. I was young. Uh, you have a more okay as a student experience. My first game as a student. Oh boy, I got to think it through. It would have been 2017. Uh, that's a you know my I think it was my second game in the dome that year. A third game was a, a a pretty good win against Clemson. Uh, my first one was oh boy, it was Central Connecticut State, right? Uh, that one was I believe so. A dominant win. So, you know, that's yeah. a morale boost. Thank God uh, I actually and, wasn't there the next week because they botched against Middle Tennessee. So I, I was there for the good one to start the year off, but not I, the second one. It's big, though. I, it's remember, I remember my first game in the Dome uh, being Wagner in 2018 when Syracuse absolutely throttled them. And obviously Louisville, a bigger opponent, but at the same time, this is the first time the new freshmen are going to see this team. Uh, the first time that Syracuse's somewhat revitalized student section are going to make an appearance. This could be a win. Um, and I think it absolutely needs to be. I, I think you you bring up a good point there in, in terms of you know how valuable a good crowd is for this game. And I think season opener, ACC opponent, the way Louisville has had your number for the last two seasons – and even a little bit more, uh, if you want to go macro when you look at this a little bit, they have had your number for for the last two years specifically, as you said, what, 71-3 combined score uh, from 2021 and 2020. It, it's It's got a lot there uh, in terms of bringing people in. And I think you'll have a really strong crowd on hand uh, at the Dome for this game. And I think that makes it even more important to get off on the right foot, play a good game, get a quality win. Right, you were saying it. There are so, you know, few opportunities for for ACC wins when you look at how good the ACC Atlantic is this year. You've got, you know, Clemson is going to be Clemson, but you've got a really, really good NC State team. And Wake Forest, you know, starts the season ranked. How will things go uh, with a backup quarterback at the helm for a little bit? Who knows? Uh, but you do have a really, really elevated. ACC Atlantic, and you come into this game against Louisville to start the season, you're really going to want things to figure themselves out immediately, right? You don't have that that get-me-through game where you can figure some things out. It's go, go, go right from the get-go, uh, and you've got to play a good Louisville team. It's not a cakewalk, right? They're they're better. They you know have a, a top fifty quarterback in Malik Cunningham, I believe. Uh, we talked about Sean Tucker being fifteenth on the uh, I believe it was the ESPN list of top one hundred players. I think Malik Cunningham is top fifty in the country. You've got a really really good quarterback. 
You've got a team that brings back a lot of players, a lot of experience. This is not an easy game against Louisville. And I think, as you were saying, you know, this can spark uh, a fan base right now that's looking for something to grasp onto, that's looking and hearing, hey, you know, this team is better. The players there are better. There are some NFL caliber players. There are some star power on this team. Let's see it. Let's work, right? We know the difficult schedule later on in the season, but that doesn't mean that you can't show, hey, this really is an improved team, and you can you know, put your money where your mouth is and start to show some things. Before I throw it back to you, Bones, it is time. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Start this off here. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you can add the job and and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread that word that you're looking to hire someone so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Bones, we're talking Louisville. We're talking the importance of a season opener and a season opener win for Syracuse and bringing fans in and starting this season on the right note. It's tough. It's a difficult game, and I think that's why it's worth discussing, and the importance of it cannot be uh, overstated by any means. Absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, you've got a tough schedule, and it's not going to be easy. Syracuse, you know, it's been a weird kind of build up to the year because I don't know if you describe the schedule from last year or from 2019 incredibly difficult 2020 kind of a wash i mean they could have they would have lost to anybody that year um but this year i think this is the most difficult schedule they've had for a while um yeah, no question. and i also think it's the best roster they've had for a while Stephen bailey on the podcast said that yesterday said that this roster is definitely up there in the last 10 years i he mean said you could like, put this year's top 10 with 2018. He said there's a conversation. I think he's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have a better running back this year than you did in 2018. A worse quarterback, worse wide receiver room, but the defense is really darn good. Not saying they're better than 2018, but I am saying they're up there and there's it, some contention. Yeah. There's so, a conversation that could be had. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. You know, it, it's a really tough kind of thing because they're going to be playing a lot. Uh, of difficult teams but i also think we're gonna know 
what kind of team Syracuse is going into the Wagner game, going into the fourth week uh, of college football. Louisville, I mean, like I've always said, week one of any football season, whether it's the college season or the NFL season, anything can happen. Anybody can win. You don't know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get a glimpse at guys and see who's ready to play, see who's not, what kind of schemes everybody's running and everything. But I don't think you're going to know the personality of this team until they play uh, Virginia in week four and go into Wagner in week five. Then you'll kind of know, okay, is this team capable of going out there and actually beating tough teams like the next gauntlet that they have nc state yeah. clemson notre dame pit is that even a possibility or are they going to lay down and just get trampled four games straight from teams that are they have no right playing uh so louisville regardless is a big win because let's count them the winnable games on this schedule just i mean i'll start at just non-ranked teams that aren't cupcakes so louisville purdue virginia florida state Boston College. So you've got five teams uh, that are potentially wins. And then you've got the two cupcakes. So if you win all those games and the two in the Wagner and the UConn, you have seven wins. Are you going to win all those games? Likely not. You're Syracuse at the end of the day. You're probably at least losing to Purdue. Uh, and Florida State, Boston College, and Virginia and Louisville aren't exactly easy teams to beat. So my point is, Upsets are going to have to occur if Syracuse is going to hit that six-win mark. It's not going to be easy by any stretch of the word. No, I mean, you're predicted to finish last in the ACC Atlantic, which means any conference win is pretty much an upset. You're going to have to win games you're supposed to lose. You are going to have to compete with teams that it might be a little bit better than you, and I think that's how you're going to have to snag a few of the wins this year if you're going to be able to grab them. It's a difficult schedule. Uh, you look at you know the past and sort of the value of, of being able to get that week one sort of cakewalk game. And, and Dino has taken advantage of it in the past. I will give him that. He's only lost a season opener once. It was 2020. And it just so happens to be the only other time in his tenure where he has opened up the season against an ACC opponent. So that is something that you know you might want to consider. It's a 31 to 6 loss in 2020. You could also chalk that up to the fact that it was the 2020 Syracuse football season uh, where a lot of people just want to brush that aside and don't want to look at it. But it was the last time that Syracuse has opened a season and the only time under Dino where Syracuse opened with an ACC opponent. Uh, that was the only season opener loss he's had. He's 5 and 1 so far in the career. Uh, and when you look you know, further back. And I, I, I think it's important to look, you know, when we talk about this first game being against an ACC opponent and a good ACC opponent, you know, how Syracuse has fared in their first conference game of the year uh, under Dino. And this is where I, I found the more important stat is that Syracuse has only won their ACC opener one time under Dino, and that was against Florida State in 2018. Uh, so that's your flash in the pan season uh, where you are, you know, a, a top tier contender. And I think, as Dino said uh, in his press conference the other day, you're you're a 95 yard touchdown stop away or drive stop away from uh, being an ACC Atlantic yeah. winner that year. Uh, crazy so to believe that that's pan. where they were. Yeah, it is. And it is crazy to even look at, you know, the decline since then. But Syracuse has not won an ACC opener outside of 2018 under Dino Babers. And Syracuse has struggled in the ACC 
under Dino Babers. Dino's 15 and 35 career in conference play. Only one time in his career has he had more than two conference wins. This Louisville game is really important, not just for this season, not just for you know gathering fans and support uh, from the Syracuse faithful. This is important for Dino's job and his legacy and his job security and a lot of other things. This is a really, really important game uh, for a number of different reasons, and, and I think that's why you're going to see fans, media, uh, other people really, really looking at this game and how Syracuse comes out. And the result of this game could have a lot to, uh, you know, could have a large implication on the remainder of this season. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw, but uh, he had a great, um, Dino had a great response. And he doesn't usually have great responses in press conferences, but he had a great one um, to when somebody asked him about, hey, you're picked last in the ACC again. How does that make you feel going into the year? Do you ignore it? Do you use it to motivate you? He was like, uh, when I was coaching my first job, I was picked last every single year. We went undefeated. Uh, then the next year, they said we wouldn't win the championship. We won the championship. Then they said we wouldn't win the conference. We won the conference. Then I got my next job. Same thing happened. Now I'm here. Then, like you said, he said, 95 yards away. Uh, so and he said, uh, status quo, business as usual or something like that, um, <laughs> yes. which I thought was actually like such a baller response. So I love it when he Gino answers questions. Yeah, I love it great. when he actually answers a question. It's amazing. Yeah, that was a great answer. Um, so I mean, I that like it's. I think it's like really become difficult to root for Dino, and a lot of people in the fan base hate him and and want him gone. Whatever. I'm one to just think like, be realistic about the situation, right? Like Dino's not going anywhere. I don't care what happens. No. Like he's not going anywhere, and people have to get that through their heads. It's just not going to happen. No matter how many websites tell you he's on the hot seat, or the odds tell you he's the next guy gone or collegefootballcoach.com says he's the first guy on the hot seat. It doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. So I think why not try to root for the guy? Yeah. And that's something that kind of got me behind him. Being like, okay, that's the coach of, of this team. That's the coach of my team, man. So I like that. Um, I, tried, I, I think that you have to at least give this team a shot. Like we said, like when you have a roster like this one, sure the odds are against them and like, Sure, the the schedule's really tough, but like I think they could do something. And they have a lot of really, really good athletes. Training camp has shown us, or like at least what we've heard from uh press conferences, uh, media interviews, and having Steven on the show, it looks like it's going well. Um, I'm not saying they're the Clemson Tigers, but they're probably not gonna go winless. I can tell you that much, and and they no. might get to that sixth bowl win mark. And, and I'm not saying you should settle for that. And I understand for the for the people out there who are gonna put in the comments that we're so young, we don't know what Syracuse football used to be. I get that they were great players. I get that they went undefeated with Marvin Graves. I understand all of that. And Donovan McNabb and and I get it. But recently you have to take a bowl appearance season as a as a win. Right. Is that not what it, you know, you just said, right? There is history. You know, you, you've got a team that used to compete, compete. But right now, you know, outside of a slate of five or 10 college football teams, are you really not as a fan just hoping that you can see a bowl game at the end of the year? Isn't that sort of the threshold that you sort of just have to be okay with? Like, you know, my team got to six and six or better. Here's a bowl game. And I think that's sort of where. 
I am starting to come to terms when I look at Syracuse and for the time being that like that needs to be the goal. We can't focus and maybe you can take the next step from there uh, when you look at, you know, a couple of back-to-back, maybe three bowl seasons in a row, then you can start to say, you know, when can you turn this into, you know, more than just a six and six team or a seven and five team if you get to that. But I think right now you really just, I, I think for the majority of fans at this point, if you told them that at the end of this season, Syracuse is playing in a bowl game, I would say you're insane to not be satisfied with that. I think that should be beyond satisfaction right now. And I think that's where, you know, you have to set a realistic goal right now. You're not going to return to the fifties and sixties where you are a recurring powerhouse and, and, you know, getting top tier recruits and being, you know, the best of the best and, you know, even continuing to move that as, you know, there have been different spurts throughout Syracuse's history where they've been at the top or been closer to the top right now. I, I think, you you have that goal of a bowl game. And I think it's a fair goal uh, when you look at, you know, Dino Babers and expectations of a coach. I think it's a fair goal when you look at this team and recruits and personnel and who's currently on this team. And I think, you know, as we're talking about, it, it's you have to maximize on those opportunities this year because it is a team that that is better. And I think they really are a better team. Uh, and in order to show that, you're going to have to win some games. And it's a tough stretch. So this Louisville game, incredibly important. You talk about UConn and Wagner cakewalks, uh, but you look at Louisville and Purdue early on in Virginia, and I think you know you you want to be ideally you're five and zero, right? Isn't that ideal? Uh, but realistically, you're gonna lose two of those games, four and two, with six games to play seven games to play all right or no it'll be three and three and two sorry my math i've been bad at math lately three and two (laughs) at that point uh are you okay with three and two or does it have to be four and one when you look at sort of that opening five game stretch of louisville yukon purdue virginia and wagner leading up to the bye week and this is sort of a tangent but i kind of i'm curious your ideas Quickly, I just want to correct myself. I met Don McPherson, 87. I know people are going to go at me for that. Um, yeah. Uh, so what was your question? I'm sorry. So bare bones. Uh, Five-week stretch to open up the season. Louisville, UConn, Purdue, Virginia, and Wagner leading up to the bye week. Are you okay at 3-2 and two in terms of Syracuse possibly getting to a bowl, or does it need to four be and one a 4-1 so and one much better than 3-2 and two in terms yeah, of that stretch? I mean, stretch. just mentally, 4-1 and one is 3-2 and two is fine, but you again, like look at what you have in terms of games that are winnable. You leave, you're going to have two left on the board uh, in Florida State and Boston College that are really winnable games. Four and one is so much better than three and two. Like they have to come out swinging, like they probably haven't in a really long time. Um, so I'm hoping they can do that. But yeah, I, I mean, I think they could beat Louisville and Virginia. I don't know about Purdue. I think Purdue's a pretty darn good team. Uh, I don't but know Wagner, UConn, Louisville, and Virginia are doable. They are, and, and you know, maybe Syracuse snags a win in there that. Maybe, you know, maybe they're but I'm excited to watch a real football team this year. I, yeah. I think like you have to understand, like 
last year, like Sterling Gilbert just trying to make offense around a guy who just did not fit the scheme was so just brutal and broken. And now you have a guy who's coming in and able to mold the system around Garrett Trader. Garrett Trader. You don't have to deal with that. Robert and I knows what he came in with. He he came in having a plan around Garrett Schrader. And have we heard that it's a lot about passing? Sure. But at this point, you kind of have to just trust him blindly and say, okay, let's see where this goes. So I think there's at least that to look forward to. And again, they're going to put the ball in Sean Tucker's hands just as, as much as they possibly can. And hey, Syracuse, we know Dino Babers loves to throw off other coaches and whatnot. Maybe they're just saying that because they want Louisville to think they're going to be passing the ball a bunch. And really, Sean Tucker is going to carry the ball 400 times. Yeah, who knows? And I mean, what we do know is that Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker can run the football. So when you know that you got two guys that run the football pretty darn well, maybe you do focus on passing because that passing is only going to help complement the run game. You've got two good runners. You've got an O-line that helps your run game pretty well. One of your best O-lines in recent history. I think Stephen Bailey said the best O-line outside of 2018. Uh, it's a good old line for the run game and you know, you can run. So why wouldn't you work on passing and improving the ability to pass? Because you're only going to be able to improve your run game. If you can pass the ball. Uh, I, I think we've ended this episode with, with a good chunk of optimism. And, and I hope that that stays and continues to go because I think we, we really do want the best for this team. We want them to come out and win this first game against Louisville because of how important it is for Syracuse to get a first win and a first conference win this time around. Uh, will they do it? We will not know. We'll have more Louisville content coming up in the uh, the nine days before Syracuse opens things up in the Dome on September 3rd. Uh, until then, there's more ACC content. There's more Louisville content involved in the ACC. Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Locked On ACC. We finish up today. Syracuse. Louisville, it's a must win in our eyes. If you disagree, let us know. Uh, Disagree with us. It's okay. Let me know. Until then, uh, we leave you. Matt Bonaparte, I'm Owen Valentine. We'll catch you on Friday.